The Stateside Soccer Show is now covering Ted Lasso. If that's a joke, I love it. If not, I cannot wait to unpack that with you. That's no joke. The Stateside Soccer Show now presents Believe Cast. We aren't talking about faith or ghosts. Do you believe in ghosts, Ted? I do. But more importantly, I think they need to believe in themselves. We are talking Ted Lasso episode recaps. So sit back, get ready for us to discuss all the tea. You know, I always figured that tea was just going to taste like hot brown water. And you know what? I was right. Yeah, it's horrible. Hello and welcome to Ted Lasso Recaps with BelieveCast presented by the Stateside Soccer Show. My name is Jordan Wiggy. Today, as always, is Logan Stump. How are you today, Logan? Well, I was I was doing really well until um, about a couple hours ago, Jordan. And <laughs> um, then I talked to you. No, I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> no, yeah. uh, Jordan, a, a tweet came out and I think this is the end, my man. I think uh, I think we're wrapping up Ted Lasso. I think uh, I think the writing was on the wall. I think we talked about this. We thought it was the end, but um, mm-hmm. the feelings are setting in, Jordan. Uh, I don't know how I'm going to be able to handle this next episode. Not this one we're talking about, but the next. So, yeah, we are recording this before the finale premieres, so we do have um, thoughts to give before we get to it. Uh, so these are raw, real reactions. I'm not uh, waiting for the finale drop. Not like we have to make up time or anything. And, and for people, I know they probably know this because they're probably listening to this on Wednesday um, after they maybe already watched the finale or before they watch the finale and get home from work. But originally, these episodes have been dropping at like 9 p.m. Eastern time. Today, specifically, it's 9 p.m. Pacific. I saw a lot of people have said about that. Apparently, people have been throwing watch parties or were planning to throw a watch party. And midnight, you know, Eastern is not a good time for that. Um, I I wouldn't be able to do a watch party anyway. I'm sorry. 9 p.m. being out of my house at 9 p.m. on a work day. Sounds awful. It sounds awful. (laughs) Sorry. You know we've reached old when... Have you heard this before? Like... One, being out that late, obviously, on a work night, like, you have to be back in your house by, like, 8 o'clock. But have you heard the one where it's, like, once you hit 30, you either you choose something to do during the day or choose something at night, and you can't do anything else. Like, you can't combine them. You can't – and you have to have a set time, so you have to be home by, like, 8. Like, that's my – that's where I feel good if I'm home by 8. I'm like, okay, I've got a couple hours. I can make impressed. exceptions, of course, for, like – certain movies or yeah uh, or get or you know sport events or whatever but mainly if it's a weekday i am i might have to make the exception tonight i think i have grocery shopping after this i don't i don't know if i will i think i might be able to delay that till tomorrow on my way home from work but yeah i am somebody that's like by i don't know if eight's it but definitely by nine i want to be home and if i'm going out to some person's house for a watch party at nine o'clock I mean, the episodes have been so long. This would be a 10, 10, 15, and then having to drive back to home. And, oh, that sounds miserable. And sorry if you're not 30 plus and you're listening to this like, these guys these are old geezers. But <laughs> literally, it's scary thinking about being out that late. All right. Uh, I, especially, I, I still don't like go to bed early at home. I'm still somebody that kind of stays up to like 12 or 1, but. I just like being able to unwind and like lay in my bed, reading a book or something while watching TV and not, not like out driving, doing stuff. You That's get not to a certain here point. to talk about. But you get to a certain point where you're just counting hours at this, right? Like yeah, yeah. that or like when you see movies or I think this next episode is like an hour and a half almost. So mm-hmm. it's like you see the, the times and you're like, all right, so if I watch it now, <laughs> I've got yeah. like, okay, I've got about nine hours of sleep. But by the time I get to bed, <laughs> and I have to factor that stuff in yeah. too. It's like, okay, how many times am I pausing it because my dog's yeah. barking, or <laughs> you know, stuff like that. That because um, I've been watching, you know, a lot of TV lately. I'm catching up on some stuff on Netflix, and it's like, 
I'll do that where I'm like, okay, it's 43 minutes an episode. I, I want to get done, you know, maybe another three hours. Okay, t- 43 times, you know, five is uh, how many minutes five episodes would be. You know what I'm saying? Then I'm dividing that by 60, all that stuff. Yeah, I literally do the math. This next episode is going to be 74 minutes, I think I saw on here. So um, shorter than we thought. We thought an hour and a half um, when we were placing bets, but it's an hour 15. Still the longest that they've ever done. Uh, So I guess we were kind of right. The episode we're talking about today, though, is called Mom City. It's season three, episode 11, directed by Declan Lowney. Story by Brendan Hunt and Jason Sudeikis. Teleplay by joe kelly it aired may 24th 2023 and here's the official synopsis an unexpected guest has ted on edge when richmond traveled to manchester for a big match roy and keely become concerned about jamie logan we both said that we didn't think the unexpected guest would be ted's mom and it was ted's mom (laughs) so logan your thoughts here on mom city um it was a good episode i I still stick to our guns when we said that it would be very odd to have Ted's mom all of a sudden show up. It does explain a lot, but it still feels like this could have been one of those episodes like this could have happened beginning of season three. And it doesn't feel as like, let's just sew it all up. Um, And I was afraid that was going to happen. And it did. Uh, And I think we talked about that last episode where we thought you, especially you're like, it just doesn't, it's weird. It wouldn't make sense to really bring Ted's mom into this episode. And as soon as it happened, I was like, Yep, Jordan was right. It is weird. (laughs) Jordan is definitely correct. But it had some really good moments. I think it works for now, but I just wish it had been earlier because it kind of did feel like it was rushed. Overall, good episode, though. I really did enjoy it. I would say I think it worked um, more than I thought it would. And I think where it really worked is the thank you, F you scene. I think uh, helped really really sell it a bit Um, because you're like why is she there and she didn't want to say that she was there and then like the whole explanation of it I think really made it work a lot a lot better than I thought it would so um so I'll say I was wrong I know you're saying I was right I'm gonna say I'm wrong that I think they made it work I think they made it work but we were also right in the fact that we thought mom city was about Jamie's mom and we did get to see Jamie's mom we got to see where sexy little baby comes from right right when she calls him that as well um but yeah this was i thought overall a really episode i know some people were like how are they gonna i saw some people still say this at the end of the how are they gonna wrap everything up in one episode i'm like done so much in this hour nine minutes if they can if they have another hour nine minutes we now know they have an hour 15 I think they can wrap this up adequately. I really do. We've gotten to the point where Nate is look, Ted never had to forgive Nate, right? Ted's already forgiven him. And we get that when he shows coach Bird the video, which I did laugh at the fact that this is something yep. I would do. This, <laughs> yep. this is something that like, you're so awkward and yep. you're at the point of, I'm hiding underneath the table. It's now awkward now because they've been vacuuming for however long and they'd be like, wait, you were under there the whole time. And then yeah. there's a certain point where you're like, I've done this. I'm bought into this, right? Like I have to stay underneath here. And you know, I like that Ted's Ted does think it's funny. He's like, look at this guy do this, but he's selling it to coach beard. Uh, Beard is going to be the one that actually approaches Nate because we do see the players approach Nate as well and say, hey, what about, you know, you you bring in um, Nate. Nate, why don't you come back and, and work with us now that you're not working at West Ham? And you see Nate wants to, but he's kind of like, I like he, ha- he he's about to say yes, right? But there's a certain question here that makes him kind of look a little sad or right when he says does ted know about this and they're like no we wanted to you know kind of get your yes before we run it by ted and he was like oh i thought ted was setting us up and it kind of hurt him that ted didn't even know about this i think i think he was really hoping that ted had had put this 
um, altogether because he he really feels like he needs to mend that bridge. I think. Yeah, I agree. I think you can see like uh, yeah, you can see it kind of like leave his face where he he thought, oh, this is their this is their attempt to the olive branch that's being because I think you know what I'm starting to think too. Those like I think Nate probably realizes that Ted has forgiven him, but I think it's because of the situation that Nate caused and the bad blood that I think Nate kind of created. I think he's just kind of embarrassed by that. And he doesn't really want to face that music because he knows he probably knows Ted is going to react the way Ted has always reacted because Ted is not a spiteful person. He's not out to get revenge. He's not evil. He's always going to forgive. Um, I don't think negativity really impacts Ted. So I think Nate knows how he's going to react, but I think one Nate's thinking about beard and Roy because he knows they're probably not going to be very happy with the way that Nate, you know, treated Ted. But now we start to get that resolution with Ted, with Nate, with Beard, with Roy. Like you're starting to see it all come together. And I think Beard was really the last hurdle that they had to get over. Now Nate feels comfortable because he knows more of how Ted and Beard met and their story and why they're still friends and how much Ted really does seem to go to bat for everybody that in even in even in dark times he still seems willing to go up above the feelings that he has and look out for what's best for the person that might have done him wrong i think with his wife i think with nate i think with rupert i think everybody that ted's run up against he's gone above that and and really has been able to forgive him but i think nate sees that beard is probably the last hurdle he has Yeah, I'm, you know, I think we're getting to the point now where, like I said before, I think Nate's storyline is the most interesting to me in, in season three. And I think we're kind of at the point where that's closed. I think we might get an exchange in this next episode in the finale with him and Ted about maybe what happened or maybe he actually does apologize to him. Um anyway but i do think that you know for anybody saying that there still has to be something resolved there i think look when, i know people what, what i want to say here is i think sometimes people think things than they do what i mean by that is people say an hour 15 minutes and we see this all the time with mandalorian and stuff where they're like this is about 38 minutes they're not gonna be able to wrap it up and then they do and they do it fine and it's like okay I mean, if you look at certain like screen times for certain characters in certain movies or episodes, they're lower than you think. Um, because it's literally just counting every minute they're on, every second they're on screen and adding up to, you know, however long. And you get through a lot. Think about how long a movie is. This 74 minutes is like as long as a Disney Renaissance cartoon. You know what I'm saying? So you can tell a lot in 74 minutes. You can tell a whole character arc in, in 74 minutes, 75 minutes. So even if there is going to be some sort of resolution between Nate and Ted, even more after what we got here, that takes maybe 30 seconds to a minute and a half. And you still have like, that's not going to be 30 minutes of the episode. That's going to be a minute and a half to, or, or something like that, because how long it takes to say that stuff is going by really um you don't need to spend too much time on it so what else do we have to really wrap up here if we're looking at overall maybe roy and keely becoming official there were some hints to something here on i want to get your thoughts on this and um when we look at keely and and roy they're on nate uh they're on jamie's <laughs> bedroom you know childhood bedroom on his bed and I think Roy's like reaching for Keely's hand and they hold hands and Keely's about to say something when they're interrupted by Jamie walking in. So do you think Roy thinks back to together and Keely wants to still talk about this? Do we expect any more from this? They do kind of leave happily still. So I'm not really sure what to make of that. A moment of hesitation from Keely is what I'll call it. Yeah, this one was weird for me because I was thinking back to the episode before that was when they have the apology and I, I feel like they are in a good spot. 
right? This is the one before, or maybe the one prior to that. I can't remember which one it was now, but when Roy goes to Keeley uh, and has the note and she can't read it. Um, <laughs> but I, like, I, it's still the one question I have about the show because I think what has me leaning more towards Keeley and Roy getting their happy ending together is the scene in which Jamie comes into the training room and Roy and Keeley are there and there are three really good friends. And it feels like the way that they've built Jamie up, it still feels like Jamie's still not like the jerk bachelor he was, but, but much more of like, he's just looking now for somebody that fits who he is. And he's done all this growing and Roy has helped him grow and Keeley has helped him grow. And it's kind of like they're two proud parents of this young kid that they've mentored and they've turned into probably one of the best characters in the show. And I think that's ultimately where that was headed. And uh, I, again, this show, and we, we, we talk about it a little bit, but there's so many uh, hints to things that have happened in the past in these shows um, where it's like direct reflection. I mean, it's like the exact same scene, except now it's tinkered and changed. And they're so good at doing the recall stuff that, like it really makes a show. So like the training room one, Jordan, I don't know if you like saw that all over TikTok, but that's just, it blows my mind how much sometimes these writers put into shows like this, where like, especially this show, because they're very good at it. Um, when he's walking by the training room, Ted, and the first season is Ted walking by Jamie getting absolutely belted by his dad um, and throwing stuff around the training room when Jamie's in his Man City kit. And then you've got like this end of this episode sort of where Ted walks by the training room and now Jamie is in there with his friends and he's smiling and he's happy. And I feel like it's full circle, um, just that that idea. So there's so much to unpack with the episode because of Jamie. I think this is a massive Jamie episode. I feel like they did a really good job of wrapping up Jamie here, um, who I, I, I think that's who I, I'm pretty much like, okay, I'm happy. This is Jamie's this is his end. Like this was his episode. Ted being pushed to next episode. Nate, I think, like you said, is being wrapped up. Um, I think Beard, obviously, uh, Keely uh, and Roy, I think are the biggest question marks right now. So say, I don't think Beard really has a storyline that we got to conclude. Um, He goes wherever Ted goes. Yeah. Yeah. Do I do wonder if maybe that could change change maybe if let's say let's let's say it right because we're teased at the end i don't want to jump all the way to the end though but i'm gonna just while i'm thinking of it let's say we get to the end right and he says well boss i gotta i got some news for you right and it cuts fades to black let's say Ed saying he's leaving right that i think that's the only way you can really read it but let's what it is i could Nate's there now. Promotes to manager. I could see Beard staying yeah. with Roy. And really, it was really only Beard that was stopping that. Even Roy was fine with it, right? Roy said, he's he's good at the stuff I'm not. So I could see those two still staying, like Roy staying as an assistant under Nate. I could see Beard staying, but I, I do wonder if maybe Beard does just you know follow Ted everywhere or if he feels like you know what i got a life here i got jane here even though they're kind of hot and cold at times but he's got jane there what is beard going to do i don't know i I also want to point out i love this roy kent chelsea poster by the way this is fantastic (laughs) i do it's so good but uh yeah that 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 is a really great chelsea i want one on my wall um and then Jamie also having the Keeley poster too was was a nice touch. How much older do we think Keeley is than than Jamie? If he had that on his childhood, yeah, that's what I was really confused bedroom. about. Or does like, he? Yeah. Did he just add it afterwards? Yeah, maybe that. I don't know. I was really confused about that too. I'm like, that would make Keeley a lot older. That'd make Keeley like Roy's age. So I mean, it's kind of it is realistic. Let's say maybe. Uh, let me. All right. Let me just do some quick research here while you're. Yeah. Going on. I'm going to look up the ages of the actors. We can't always go off this, but that's what I'm going to do. Yeah. But no, I I think 
I don't know. I, I, I love this episode too. I don't know who we want to get into next. I guess we can just talk Jamie overall, but, and just his mom and, and the dad, um, because I'm not going to lie to you. I, th- I mean, I think it was set up like this on purpose when Jamie, they visit Manchester city where, which is, which Jamie used to play for. Um, and, you know, he had gone to visit his mom and his mom's like, because Jamie's having this moment of like, he doesn't want to take charge. He's gotten soft. Roy's like, what the hell's wrong with you? Why are you acting this way? Um, and it's because he's starting to think about the match coming up, the inevitable encounter that he's going to have with his dad, because the last encounter that he had with his dad, it was the one where he does he punch him, right? He punches his dad, I think. I can't remember if he punches him or he shoves him. I think he punches him. I don't remember what he does. I can't recall. It's it's been a bit for season he two. He hits him me. though. Yeah, we, we didn't we didn't get to it in yeah. my rewatching time, but but he does hit him. I just can't remember what he does. I think he punches him. Um, but the last interaction that they had was uh, a tiff, and then it uh, you know as this game's going on, Jamie's looking for his dad in the stands, can't find his dad. Jamie's not playing as well. Then he really or so no, he starts playing really well. And then he kind of loses it as the game goes on. They're getting down towards that final 10 minutes or whatever it is. And they need a goal. Um, and Jamie inevitably comes on and wins it for AFC Richmond. But the whole time he's looking for his dad and can't find him. And then it pans to these his two friends that were there before in season two with him. And they kind of cheers like Jamie's dad died. <laughs> I thought he was dead. I was like, oh, my gosh. Like his dad would have loved that if he was here. And I was like, what's happening? And then it pans to him. Is he in rehab? Is that yeah. what that's supposed yeah. to be? Okay. Which what it looks like. I thought it was that. So I was like, okay, maybe there is something left with Jamie. I don't know. Maybe he sees his dad and his dad's sober. Because finally his dad's proud of him. And it has that full circle moment. Like, I, I really do. I think Jamie's story gets wrapped up. But you you get such a sweet moment with his mom. Like, this kid who's this superstar of an athlete curled up laying his head on his mom's lap like mom just talk to me and you know do what you did when i was a little kid right play with my hair stroke my head like make me feel good and i feel horrible because my dad's an awful person and it is funny to kind of see jamie in that position because he he would never have shown that i don't think in season one (laughs) i was just laughing at uh, at roy uh wanting a hug from jamie's (laughs) mom too (laughs) Jamie's like, mom. Uh. <laughs> I just love that he does that though. Like Roy's just like, "Are you kidding? That's your mom?" <laughs> like it's that it's hilarious, and his stepdad's good too. I thought the guy that played him yes, was really good. Yes, he was. Yeah. So. so okay, from my research here, Phil Dunster's thirty-one, Juno Temple's thirty-three, and uh, Brett Goldstein is 40, 42 years old. Um, Jamie's mom is played by an actress that's 43 years old. So she was 12. She had Jamie. <laughs> Obviously that's wow. not how, that's not how the character is portrayed, but I, I did thought she looked super young to have she Jamie. Did. And yeah. I think they were trying to get across that, you know, maybe she got into a ship by mistake, right. With, um, with Jamie's, um, dad who, who, uh, we all know was uh, quite a mixed bag. And uh, she seems really happy with the stepfather. I really liked that guy too. He was yep. he was cool. Yeah, that was, that was good. Uh, what was his name? Um, I can't remember. Character wise, Paul was it? Paul. Yeah, that sounds right. It doesn't show it here, but I think that's right. Um, but, but yeah, so that was a uh, a good time. I, I really liked seeing the mom. And I think it does make sense to bring Ted's mom in, in this episode in the sense of maybe not time fact. It's called mom city. And it's like, not just one mom it's focused on uh, Jamie's mom. It's focused on Ted's mom. Like you're seeing some, both characters kind of going and, and relating with their mom, Jamie having a really good relationship with his mom, Ted kind of having a more distant one. I think we, are supposed to believe that they have a good relationship, Ted and his mom. But and at this point, he's kind of like, like, what the hell are you doing here? Type of thing. Right. And um, 
I think that is kind of what leads to a little bit of animosity from Ted for a bit where he's like, of course, mom, you can stay here. But he's, he's saying it with a face where you're like, I don't know if he believes that himself. Right. Like, um, I think it was the shock, right. Uh, of seeing that. And we get a lot of great stuff at the end with, with the thank you F you scene. But yeah, I would just want it to, um, do you, do you feel like, did you feel like it was, I mean, I, it's probably pretty clear that this was the intention behind it, but like, like you said, it, it, it was interesting because you can tell Ted had a good relationship with him, but I think they had a, a superficial relationship where everything was okay on the surface. Mm-hmm. They never it, got deep with each other. Yeah. Right? And it, yeah, took yeah. Ted, it took Ted going to therapy and having the panic attacks to really hone in as a, as a grown man to hone in and go, man, we both really could have used somebody to talk to, but you refused to do so. You were so interested in taking care of me that you forgot to take care of yourself. And that's Mm -hmm. such an important thing in mental health that you see a lot of, especially single parents struggle with like widowed or divorced parents or, you know, people that walk out of people's lives. It's like you, you try to take care of us so much, like the older brother kind of thing. Like everybody walked out on this older brother, took over, took charge. And like, you took care of everybody but yourself. So I thought that was, that was a really cool way to kind of mix that in. Yeah. Yeah. I'm really, uh, you know, she came here because her, because she wanted to tell Ted what, that his son needs him, which you know, he's him, like, yeah. obviously I know that, right? Like yeah. I miss him too, but what we remember from season one, right? Ted made the trek because Michelle wanted more space, right? She wanted more space. He said, I gave her a whole ocean of space like that. Now, of course it has maybe disrupted his child's life. And, and I think maybe this is where at the end here, we, we kind of get this thank you FU scene. And then immediately after that, right, we get the scene with Rebecca and I thought maybe she was going to drop a bomb on us what would it have been? Would it have been about like the matchbook or like the psychic stuff? Like, what do you think? She's like, I'm struggling to come up with something here. And I'm like, okay, at first I thought maybe she was going to reveal something about that or feelings for him. I know some people still want them to be end game. I don't think they are, but did you think not to, you know, reveal something or did you always think this was going to be Ted's reveal here? Nope. Definitely thought it was Rebecca coming to him to say that she was starting a family like that's where i thought that was headed not the i i still don't think that she'll ever admit to having feeling for ted i don't think that's where the writers are going to take that which i i love i think initially we thought okay and i think they did put out a feeler in that first season where they had you know that moment where they could have and i think people while it would be I think back in season one, we'd have been like, oh, yeah, definitely make it happen. But now I think as we've gotten the show and really progressed, that I think Rebecca, and it, I think it shows this sign of like, too, that like she's strong, like she's an independent person. She's an independent woman that can that can start a family on her own. Like she is that strong. While, yes, she does like companionship, I think she also wants to prove to herself that I can do this, that not everything that I've done, because I think she feels like she's what probably been a failure. Like AFC Richmond hasn't really panned out since she took it over from Rupert. She had a divorce with Rupert. Things just don't seem to have gone Rebecca's way. Her mother's relationship, you know, kind of losing that too. It's like, I, I think Rebecca feels like this is kind of her redemption story. And I think that's where she was headed. Like, I want to start a family and I want to get your thoughts on it. You have a family. What's it like? you know, having a kid. I think that's, I think that's the the dynamic that's played here. And I don't think we've quite gotten to it yet, but I think Rebecca sees Ted as a great father when Ted is fathering. So I think that's where the advice, I think that's what Rebecca wants to tell him. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. I think um, it, I thought it was a weird scene because she's like, it almost felt like a scene for the writers. So what I mean by that was, and maybe for the audience, right? Where you're like, Hey, this is usually the time of year where I reveal something to you, but I don't have anything. And then Ted being like, well, like maybe they were like, we need Ted to say this and we wanted to play on 
the trope we used the last two years. Cause I don't know if anybody would actually ever kind of pick up on that and refer like, Hey Logan, this is the, you know, this is the time of year. I usually tell you something, <laughs> you know, like uh, I do think that was kind of like an odd scene at first where I was kind of like staring, like where, where are we getting with this? Like where, where are we going with this? And then when she said she didn't have anything, I was like, then where are we really going with this? And then they kind of hit you with the Ted one as it fades to black and cuts to black. And again, I think most of us believe that is him just being like, I'm going home for my son. I got to be there for him. I think the ultimate reason why he's going, and I think he does see all the stuff that we've seen, right. Of um, Trent being like, this is, you know, the lasso way you've been building for this for three years. This is, you know, you've been building them to it. The, The team was on a 15 game win streak going into this. That's like unheard of (laughs) unless you're Manchester city. That is like unheard of in in the Premier league. There's some things that are a little, uh, you know, a little fictional. If you're not a soccer fan, (laughs) that's like, okay, that's not, you know, you can go on a 15 game run in like baseball and even the NFL, but uh, Premier league is so tough because it is hard to score. You're going to get some draws. 15 game unbeaten streak is not rare. But I'd say like 15 game win streak. Oh my goodness. Uh, I guess this is what five games after the last episode then, because I think they were on a 10 game win streak last week. So this is about five weeks later. Some games are midweek. So you're looking at two to three weeks, two to five weeks later that we're getting this episode. This is the second to last game as we get ready to go into today's episode, which means there's only like a week span, right? In between. Uh, last week and this week's episode because from what we've seen on promotional stuff next week where this episode coming up in three hours is about them playing West Ham at the end of the season who will take it all and um, I guess the title comes down to just those two teams of Richmond right City had a lead I think now it's only like a one point lead so i guess if they win this game they'll they'll be good or something like that i don't know i don't remember the math on it but it it was something similar to that uh so i think ted does see i've done the best i can here i'm you know good with where we're leaving them i have to go to my son i do think we still have some stuff with rebecca to wrap up we got the mother thing to wrap up i think we also still have the upside down thunderstorm thing still to, to be going yep um so i think we got that still and i guess the actual matchbook uh part still needing to be solved so i don't know i don't i think that's really like if we're looking at stuff that needs to be resolved it's where does ted end up how does the team um react to ted leaving how does the team fair on the table and then <laughs> and then um rebecca stuff I, I think all the other main threads are pretty much closed i think keely and roy is a conversation that's probably at max five minutes if they're going to be legitimately giving this another shot so again if i'm doing stuff that needs to be resolved i've got already six minutes set aside roy and keely Ted and Nate for a quick conversation. And then probably what a short seven minute scene of the team reacting to Ted leaving whatever football scene we get team and the Rebecca scene. They got more than enough time. If I'm just calculating all this stuff in my head, I've just named probably 30 minutes worth of content and they have an hour 15. So I think, um, a good spot do you think we get any rupert stuff yes about this but at the end of the episode good good shout logan at the end of the episode we see bex and the secretary that um rupert was cheating on with show up to rebecca's house and say can we come in so i think maybe we get the downfall of rupert or hashtag me too something with rupert i don't know but maybe bex is gonna leave them that's what I would think, right? 
I, mean, I don't know what else she would show up for if she's not going to get advice on how to move it's, past yeah. Rupert. It's got to be something like that. Like that'll just. I think it's ultimately just trying to destroy Rupert. <laughs> so like finally getting that say, you know, maybe it's maybe it's harassment. I don't know. Like maybe it's gotten to that point where like he's you know, coerced her to do things because of his power. I don't know. Maybe it's that kind of stuff. So, yeah, I think that's kind of where they're heading with that. Um, but I just, I want to get your thoughts because I, it was like a huge thing to end the episode with that. But you're like, I mean, another affair would just be like, okay, he's had another affair. Like maybe the board of directors get rid of him then. I like, I don't know what they're. I don't know. I don't know there. if they're gonna take down Rupert. I, I do yeah. think from last. I think it'd be a little whiplash if that's where Rebecca goes because at the end of last week she said she's done making this about her and Rupert to win for Richmond. Right. So I do think what she'll provide instead is the moral support, is the financial advice, all that kind of stuff to Bex. And to the girl of like, how, okay, specifically to Bex. How do you get out of this relationship? Or is do you see it being reconcil- reconcilable, you know, reconcilable? Or are you done with them? And if so, here's how I how you can get out. Maybe that type of support. You know, women lifting women up and not like, a, let's take him down. Because I don't know if there's enough to take him down, like you said. Just be kind of like what and he is an owner so you can't really force out the owner it took a lot to even force out roman abrahamovich right from chelsea that that took the whole russian raid invading ukraine to get that guy out of that club so i i think it would now if he was like just a board member yeah they would just be like all right we're buying you out but i don't know if like they'd be able to force a sale he might decide to sell but i think rebecca and him are in a good spot since that food fight where i think it's going to be more about helping Bex get the help she needs. I don't know why the other girl's there. I guess we'll find out if they're just going to tell, maybe it's just both of them telling her like, Hey, this is what's been going on with Rupert. I don't know. It's interesting on how that played out. So that's what I thought. Maybe she was going to tell Ted in that room. Uh, something about Rupert. Cause that maybe. happened like right before it, right? It happened yeah. the night before. Because the episode literally ends with the whole Ted stuff. So, yeah, that's that's where I kind of thought. I want to shout out to Dottie. Um, name perfect. That was perfect. That is such a Southern yes, Midwestern yeah. lady's name. <laughs> that's that's yes. Ted's mom, Dottie. And Lash. the fact that like they all kept using it because they all... And that's why I think you, you see like Ted's mom is supposed to be a really good person. She gets along with everybody gets along with her son, but there's just not that deeper level. And I think that frustrates Ted because she's willing to connect so much with other people that she doesn't even know. But with her own son, she has faults there because his dad died. And she just didn't know how to talk to him about it. So she did what I think a lot of mothers probably would do in that situation. And they just power through it. They just go at it and take care of their kid and do the best that they can raise in their kid. But again, I think a lot of that she's doing the job of two parents and she's only one person. So I think that that's that ultimate, like she just feels like, I think he feels kind of that, like you can connect with so many other people and get into deep conversations, but you don't have time to actually get to connect with me and you still have it. I think she was perfect in the sense of she's Ted. Uh, when she comes rolling in and she's saying about like, she does almost the same thing, right? That Ted does. She comes in there. Rebecca's like, how about I give you a tour? She says, great. I want to see you, whatever. That's exactly what Ted did. It's exactly when he got there. It is like a perfect one-on-one of, you know, Ted and, and his mom, but Ted's been able to get deep with people and she hasn't. I think that's kind of thing. Even her conversations with other people are not deep. Yeah, um, it's making up stories. Her stories are wildly wrong about Ted. Uh, he find you know he's what she says he steals a car, twelve years old, and he's like I was fifteen, and it was this type of thing. Like it was a totally different, different thing. Or what she said he was on some TV show or whatever, and some yeah, contest like or whatever, yeah. and he was like, no, that was, like he corrected 
that when somebody asked him about it or he was a drummer in a band, stuff like that, where she was just wildly wrong. Um, so she kind of gets by with just her charm and just making up stories um, or misremembering stories, I guess. And yeah, I don't know. Uh, but what about Beard? Let's get to Beard. And what about his backstory? He went to prison for stealing meth? Your boy, Logan. I know. I was like, what? I, 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 I mean, I guess the episode makes more sense now to me, his episode, because I was like, uh, he's used to drugs. Like, okay, this makes a lot more sense. So maybe I have a better respect for Beard in that sense of like why that episode was so off the walls. But I, I, I yeah, I was shocked by this. But gee, the, like just the brilliance of the writing in this is like, even when Beard betrayed Ted and his trust and, and doing what he shouldn't have done, Ted was still able to look past that. And I think that's such a beauty of this show and this character in Ted Lasso. And I think that's why people, this show, they just want to continue because of how much of a connection that you've been able to make to this main character in Ted Lasso. Because while fictional, everybody I think wants to be like Ted. We just aren't as human beings because life does get in the way. But when you look at, when you look down and boil it down to what Ted really is, the core values that he has, I, I think it's what we all aspire to be as human beings. We just, have faults of our own we just don't get there but for some reason ted is like this perfect embodiment of like forgiveness acceptance doesn't matter where you come from who you are what you do he will move past it and life is so much bigger than just caring about the little things that don't really impact you going forward so i think that's ultimately what he does and with beard story like i got goosebumps i got choked up i was like this is this is ted and I'm glad that we finally get the story because we're like, how do these two know each other? Because they seem very different the way they interact. Yeah, both of them college football players, right? Um, kicker and a punter, I think it was. Backup kicker and punter. Yep. Uh, so they are known each other from there. And then, you know, Beard just kind of was one of those people who were just stealing from his best friends and you know, um, he Ted just kept giving him chances, and you know that is why he's so protective of him, and I think why, you know, he was so against Nate coming in. He felt like Nate probably took advantage of him the way that he took advantage of him, different levels, of course, but, um, and I think it's one of those things where you're kind of really protective of a person who you feel like could be taken advantage of, uh, so he's really protective of Ted, and. Uh, yeah, it's kind of like a nice, nice story. <laughs> I love, I love when Beard comes to the door. <laughs> the horror Jesus jump God. scare. <laughs> oh God! <laughs> Jesus <he's> Christ! Just... <laughs> I, I lost it. Like I completely lost it because he's just standing there like this. Like <laughs> it's like, look, thank you, Beard, for the job off. F you for the entrance, right? Yes. Like. <laughs> <laughs> all right i guess before we go let me let me go ahead and uh well first our before we preview next week let's go ahead and give our player of the week and our employee of the week i think if you give it to anybody other than jamie tart player of the week i don't know what you're doing because he was on the field he saved a goal from going in beautiful clearance he gets injured this was unrealistic. They play like 20 minutes, 10 men down because yes. they want to give Jamie yep. some time. Uh, but this is the Ted Lasso way in real life. Uh, Pep would have substituted whoever else would have substituted. Um, and he scores the game sealer. They already were winning. Right. Um, but he, they sealed it with Jamie's great goal from outside the box. He gets a nice standing ovation as he leaves. The fans have done a total 180 on him for, playing his heart out i guess but uh, he is still a local boy i guess jamie tart for me player of the week like you said you'd be crazy to pick anybody else in this episode just everything you get the full character off the field on the field um i love when he's going back through his childhood neighborhood and the, the three kids are playing footy in the backyard and they go what the f do you want get the f out of here and, and roy's like I love it. Keep it up. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Thank you. 
Um, but yeah, no, Jamie just like, and I love that part because I'm like, where is he going? Like, I couldn't figure it out until they got to the kids. I'm like, ah, he's back in his old neighborhood. That's mm. where he went because, like, he wanted to show. I think it was trying to show, like, also that he kind of had this rough background where, like, the kids are kind of rough. And um, so I think they're kind of playing at that, too. But then he goes to a home and that home, like, I'm expecting Jamie's mom to be by herself. Like, but she's be- she's built such a beautiful life outside of what Jamie has done. So I think that that was cool. But, yeah, Jamie, 100%. Uh, I loved this episode. I just, he's become my favorite character. He really has. All right. Employee of the week here. I have Higgins. Higgins uh, had some really great quotes in this episode, by the way. Uh, This whole talk about, (laughs) here it is from uh, Keeley. Richmond should have a classic song for our old fans to sing. Oh, we did. When Freddie Mercury briefly, on the team in 1980 he tried to make fat bottom girls the team anthem it didn't work out and Keely asked if a bunch of people got offended he said just the flat bottom girls really <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but he had some other great lines that i don't have was this uh, the clapping here. episode too where he wouldn't clap or look like he wouldn't turn yes yes he, he was yeah. uh yeah too uh superstitious right um and she like just snaps his head to look the look the way. Yeah, Higgins had a great episode. I have Higgins as employee of the week. I'm going with Beard. I thought that that scene was one of the best scenes in Ted Lasso. Um, I just I I you do you you wondered what the backstory was, how they knew each other, and then but to be able to build that in where he, where Beard, who's like very gruff and tough, and you don't get a whole lot of the emotional side with Beard, he he breaks down and, and he's able to kind of and he's angry with Nate this whole time. And now all of a sudden you see him tear, tear down those walls and approach Nate and said, don't mess this chance up because while Ted will give you a bunch of chances, sometimes in life, other people won't kind of thing. And I think that's ultimately what Nate learns. Um, so I, I'm really excited to see where all this ends up. I know this, this last episode is going to be just a, a bunch of tears, but I do love me some beard. Just like your boy Higgins. It's my boy beard. <laughs> All right, so the finale is in three hours from when we're recording this. Um, it's called So Long, Farewell, Alvida saying goodbye. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, so Long, Farewell, season finale, it says. Richmond play their final match of the season. That's all we have to go off of. It's going to be at midnight on um, Eastern Time, 9 p.m. Pacific and it's one hour and 15 minutes. The picture is Ted smiling in his office. All right, let's make three predictions each, each here on what we feel like is going to happen in this episode. So let me write this down. Finale predictions. We each get three. They can be small. They can be big character moments. They can be whatever predictions you want. Like if they win the league, it can be character-based whatever you want, Logan. Um, I think for my first prediction here, I'm going to go with that. I've been leaning the opposite this whole season, but I'm going to lean this way today. I think by the way they're writing this, they do win the league. I have that suspicion. So that's prediction number one for me, and I'll let you have the floor. Uh, My prediction is that uh, Keeley and Roy end up together. Uh, as a happy couple, because I think that's the way they were kind of building that up when they were sitting down with Jamie, because I think it's showing that Jamie can still be their friends, even though Jamie has a, a history with Keeley. I think that they've ultimately kind of morphed this guy into um, the better human that he is now. So, yeah, that's my that's my one prediction. All right, I'm going to go with Ted will leave and Nate will take over. I think that's pretty safe. I'm going to go with a, a wild one here. I'm going to say Rebecca's pregnant. I think Ooh, that she, from the from the lake uh, from the Dutch guy. I'm just saying she's pregnant. I I don't want to go that far. Maybe she, <laughs> um, you know how they do it. I guess they can. Uh, what do they call it when they when you, um, seminate? I don't remember yeah. what it's called. Yeah, like yeah. in vitro type, of, yeah. or like a not really in vitro. I don't think, but yeah, they they can have it where they just um get a donor. Right. 
So that's what I think. I think she's pregnant, and I think that's the news that she ultimately was going to deliver to Ted. Hmm. My last prediction, and, and what we'll do next week, we'll uh, we'll see who got the most right out of these. Um, my last prediction here, I will go ahead and say. Ted will not end up with Michelle, Sassy, or Rebecca. We go home and be his own man, and we're, we're not really going to know if he ends up in another relationship, I think. But I'm going to just keep it official with Michelle, Sassy, or Rebecca. I want to say we get a year flash forward and we get Trent Krim reading his book as part of the Richmond story. All right. I think those are some really good predictions. We'll have to see how they turn out. I like that. If it comes back for another season, we'll do predictions before the finale again. I like that. (laughs) That's fun. Or I guess whatever other show we'll cover on here. (laughs) It'll be called AFC Richmond, the story. It's a little tougher, though, if we did... um, if we did like um recaps of Rex and words, I think they're gonna get promoted yeah, in the finale. <laughs> yep. Yeah, hundred percent would be. Sunderland till I die. I think they'll get promoted. <laughs> uh yeah, a little easier when it's real life documentary stuff. But uh yeah, hopefully we get more soccer type sitcoms and stuff as as we go on. Maybe this will be a new niche, right? For for people. But that'll wrap us up here. Everyone, enjoy the finale. It is the last episode we may ever get. As much as Apple wants to promote this as a season finale, these titles, the plots that we're probably going to get seem pretty pretty wrapped up. Um, so we'll see. But you can reach us at Stateside Show on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Email us, statesideshow@gmail.com. Send us any sort of feedback if you want finale feedback, what you think when you watch it. Um, Cause next episode we are breaking down this finale, uh, but thank you all for watching. Let's say we might have to do this on a different night too, by the way. Um, just saying, I think I might have plans next Tuesday. <laughs> totally forgot about that, but uh, maybe we'll get it out sooner. I don't know, but we'll, uh, we have a long gap between seasons. If this thing even comes back. So you'll definitely get that soon though. So make sure you send in any sort of feedback. We'll catch you next time.